0: Welcome to Collaboration Dynamics, where we find out how working together makes sense for real people. With Judy Rees, virtual collaboration consultant, best-selling author and master of metaphor.
1: Hello and welcome to Collaboration Dynamics. I'm Judy Rees and with me today is Nick Williams. Hello, Nick. Great to have you here.
0: Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm looking forward to this conversation.
1: Well, I'm very excited to have you on the podcast. Um, I want to talk about all the things that I know about you, but the tradition on this podcast is for me to ask you to introduce yourself. So would you like to say a little about, bit about yourself and the kind of collaborations you get involved in?
0: Oh, that could take up the whole half hour just answering those two questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, what I do in the world is I write, and I speak, and I coach, and I mentor, and I run a community. Um, My passion is about helping us unwrap our own kind of gifts and potential. I do believe there's work we were all born to do, and we've been put on this earth to do. So uh, that's what I'm passionate about. I work a lot with leaders and helping leaders unwrap their gifts and the next chapter of their pioneering leadership. That's kind of where my heart is drawing me much more these days. Um, I... I was thinking about this whole idea of collaboration. I can see so many different levels at which I see myself and, and see other people collaborating. So collaborating human to human, collaborating with inspiration and perhaps even different realms of consciousness, uh, collaborating to create beautiful things in this world. So I, I see myself as as learning to be a better collaborator, but having come from a place of thinking I needed to do everything on my own. So I'm, I'm, I would love to, to talk more about that journey from what i would call unhealthy independence to learning to be a better kind of partner and collaborator than I've, mm. I've ever been.
1: So that's a journey I suspect that we're all on to one extent or another.
0: I think so, yeah. Well, certainly I have been, and I, I think many of us are, yeah.
1: So when you, given that it is a journey and given that it's an incomplete, thank goodness at the moment, um, when you are collaborating at your best, you're like what? What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you could give me a multiple choice <laughs> um, Well the word that came to mind Is, is I'm a producer mm-hmm. um, But what that means I'm not necessarily sure I've, I've got a friend of mine who is a TV producer And um, uh, To cut a long story short I went on and, and saw her uh, I went on set uh, On a location to see her Her film set producing A, a scene and, and I sat in her chair watching the TV screen as this scene was being filmed. And, and as I sat in her chair, the producer's chair, watching the scene being filmed, I realised everyone was gathering around me watching the, the film, uh, which, watching the scene being filmed as well. But what I realised was everybody looking at that screen was looking at a different aspect of it. So hair and makeup were looking at hair and makeup. Props were looking at props. Lighting was looking at lighting. Um, You know, the wardrobe were looking at wardrobe. And I realized, and I asked my friend afterwards, I said, Liz, you know, you're the only one who sees the whole picture, aren't you? Everyone else is a strand of the tapestry and you see the whole thing. And she said, yeah, that's my job as producer is to have a vision and to see how everybody needs to collaborate to cause that vision to exist in the world. And I just thought, wow, what a great way of looking at." collaboration so so when I'm thinking about being a producer if you like that's often how I think of it it's like I have a vision of how things could be and my job is to it's to collaborate uh, to cause that to exist if you like
1: mm. so you have the vision of how things could be you have the whole picture
0: sometimes even though I'm saying that I realize often I don't see the whole picture but I, I see the picture unfolding or emerging if you like mm-hmm. I see a little bit more of the picture
1: Hmm. Is there anything else about that how how it emerges like that?
0: Um yeah, I don't know if you've You've heard of it, because I know a number of people have quoted it, but Stephen King, the fiction writer, also wrote a book called On Writing. Have you read
1: mm-hmm. it? I haven't read it. No, I've heard about
0: it and yeah. had it
1: quoted to me before.
0: Yeah, so it seems to be doing the rounds of people quoting, but you know, I, I love the metaphor that he uses, which is when he's writing a story or telling a story, he sees it as like being an archaeologist. So he'll look and he'll see a little bit of something poking out the ground and he sees that as the beginning of the story. But as, as he is excavating, he doesn't know whether he's excavating a... Um You know whether it might be the skeleton of a sparrow or the skeleton of a dinosaur or it might be a long lost city that he's excavating he has no idea he just starts with that small idea and then by kind of getting the dust and the the dirt away he sees what it is that's underneath that wants to be told Mm -hmm. and I often feel like it's that it's like I I think there is a realm of consciousness where everything exists and we just get to see a little bit of it and we get to see the next bit to exist and that's how I often feel my collaboration is like ah okay I've got my instructions for the next chapter I'll Mm -hmm. carry these out and then I'll see what follows that
1: Mm. so you've just got the instructions for the next chapter
0: Mm, that kind of idea yeah
1: Mm. and when you're a producer like that and everyone's gathering round and they everyone else has a strand of the tapestry and you've got more of the whole picture is there anything else about the strands of the tapestry that other people have
0: well, they're all vital for the whole pattern, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I guess it's important. I remember when I was talking to my friend Liz about it, she said, you know, it's important that nobody take it over, mm-hmm. that everybody can think their bit's the most important bit. And, and, and that's the collaboration, I think, is to, is to realise that collaboration is about everybody having their voice and everybody having their, their, their part, their strand in the tapestry. Uh, and some strands are more obvious than others, but without any of the strands, the whole thing wouldn't work.
1: Mm-hmm. And when you're a producer like that, and it's important for everyone to have their strand, and without all the strands, it wouldn't work. How do you know you're a producer like that?
0: I guess, is, is there an outcome at the end of it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, there some, is there something to put into the world? Um, because I certainly see part of my collaboration as being collaboration with, you know, I, I use the language of inspiration. I feel like I'm often inspired to do something. Um, and my job is to kind of produce that and get it out into the world. And there can often be a lot of work involved in that. I can have an inspired idea that might take six months of writing a book to, to produce that into a book and then put it out into the world. Um, but I also am fascinated by the impact that, you know, I, I might get an inspired idea. I'm sure you've experienced this as an author as well, that you have an inspired idea. You produce the book or the program or whatever it's going to be. You put it out into the world. And and years later, you're still getting feedback from people saying that thing you wrote changed my life. <laughs> so I, I almost also feel there's this level of collaboration where we don't even know we're doing it. It's almost like we're acting in faith. So mm-hmm. I you know, I'm sure you've done it with your book, you've put your book out into the world, it's had an impact that you're not even aware of. So in a way, you know, two things. One is we collaborate in ways that we'll never even realise we've collaborated because we've had an impact on people. But also I think we act as to some extent human what's the word? Middlemen or middle women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for inspired ideas to exist in the world that, you know, they're obviously going to impact us and grow us as we produce them, but they're going to have an impact out there in the world that, that we can't anticipate and shouldn't necessarily even try to anticipate.
1: Mm. And is there a relationship between that and the levels of consciousness that you mentioned?
0: Um, yeah, well, I, my personal kind of map of the world, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but it certainly worked for me, is that there is a a level of consciousness where everything exists energetically right now. So whether it's my next book, whether it's, you know, the, um, Adele's next song, whether it's Bruce Springsteen's next album or, you know, Salman Rushdie's next book, whatever it's going to be, that already exists somewhere as a, as as an idea. Mm-hmm. And that inspiration is always looking for human collaborators to bring that idea into existence. So so for me, there's a relationship between that realm of consciousness and us. And and I think what most of us are good at doing, well I was certainly good at doing it for years, was kind of, you know, kind of crossing my arms and saying, you can't make me. Mm-hmm you can't make me do this, you know, it's too scary, it's too big, I refuse. So we can refuse to collaborate with inspiration, we can refuse to collaborate with each other, we can just kind of, you know, go rebellious and say, no frigging way.
1: (laughs) And then what happens when you cross your arms and say no?
0: Um, One of the ways I tend to think of it is, you know, I I, I get to be king of my own misery, (laughs) (laughs) so I get to be in charge um, so I get to be in control and not collaborate, but the consequence is I'm generally not very happy. Mm. Uh, I'm generally frustrated. I'm not nice to be around. I'm holding myself back. I'm um, you know, not happy about myself and life particularly. I tend to be happiest when I'm collaborating either with inspiration, with the other realm of consciousness, bringing stuff into the world, or when I'm collaborating with other fellow human beings to, to do interesting projects together. Yeah. Um, Or where I'm just hanging out, like we're having this conversation. You know, to me, Mm. this conversation is a collaboration, you know, and I I love the way that the conversation emerges.
1: Mm. So when you're saying no, you get to be king of your own misery. Mm. What happens to king when you're collaborating, when you are that producer?
0: (laughs) Blimey. (laughs) Seems like a multi-layered question there. I'm afraid Um... it
1: is, but... (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, well, this is taking me off in a whole other direction, but let's try this. Uh, I'm I'm interested personally in the kind of archetypal energies of, of king or queen or, uh, you know, obviously it's not gender specific, Mm -hmm. but then warrior energy and magician energy and lover energy. And I think that the, the ultimate kind of sovereign energy, whether that's king or queen energy can ultimately be a conduit between divine realms of consciousness and human realms. Um, but I think the shadow side of that is when we become a tyrant and when we, we become over-controlling. Mm-hmm. So in answer to your question, um, I can be a producer who's trying to do it all himself or I can be a producer that's producing something from another realm of existence into the human realm of existence. So I don't know if that really answers your question, but it's the answer that, that comes to me when you ask, ask that multi-layered question. Mm.
1: It, it's a very interesting answer. And uh, so I suppose what... I'm now curious about is how do you how do you know which you're doing, um, and, and yeah, how how do you find the right place to be in that um,
0: energy? Good question. Um, for me, one of the ways is 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 it hard work or is it flowing? Mm-hmm. Um, and generally, if it's hard work, I'm trying to do it all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And generally, if it's flowing. Uh, I'm being more of a conduit and also looking to see whether if I'm trying to control people around me or force people around me, they tend to back off. Yeah. But if I'm truly inspired and doing something really collaborative, people tend to want to get on board, they want to help, they want to collaborate with me. So for me, they're the signs. Am I flowing and are people moving towards me as opposed to running away from me (laughs) (laughs) or backing off from me?
1: And you mentioned earlier that this was a, 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 a learning journey, for you um how has all that changed o- over the years for you
0: uh, well, some of the ideas that I've been sharing with you, I, I originally got from a teacher of mine called Chuck Spezzano, mm-hmm. who and founded something called the Psychology of Vision. Um, and he talked about the kind of evolution of human... Well, he still does. He talks mm-hmm. about the evolution of human consciousness from being incredibly independent to being much more collaborative and interdependent. So I've certainly been on that personal journey myself where, I, you know, certainly growing up, I thought even to ask for help or even to need help was a sign of failure mm-hmm. and that I should be a self-made man. And, you know, I, I become increasingly proud of the amount of collaborations that I'm involved in today. Uh, to me, a badge of honour is how much help I do ask for, as opposed mm-hmm. to how much help I don't ask for.
1: Mm. And, yeah, is there anything else about that journey?
0: Uh, that it's ongoing. Yeah. Um, I just find today it's much more fun to collaborate than it is to try and do it all myself. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my kind of peak experiences over the last few years has been about five or six years ago. I can't remember exactly when it was, but I I ran a, a six month training program called uh, The Message You Were Born to Share because, you know, by that time, six years ago, I'd written a number of books and a number of people were kind of asking me for coaching support and, and what I saw was this theme of a lot of people are messengers, they have big messages to get out into the world, to inspire people with and to educate people with and they struggled and I realised that's what I'd been doing for 15 or so years at that point so I put together a programme and and it was probably one of the best collaborations I'd ever done because on, the, on one level I was inspired to do it so I felt I felt like you know that higher realm of consciousness was saying to me this this wants to exist in the world and will you do it please and I went yeah I'll do this so I I got to collaborate with spirit I got to collaborate um with people that came you know I got Incredible feedback for the program that I ran, but I also got to be in that producer role where I invited friends and colleagues to present their bits of expertise. You know, it was a six month program which I basically kind of divided up into 24 modules. So I probably presented 16 of those modules, and eight were presented by friends and colleagues that I really like and I love working with and collaborating with. So to me, it just felt this wonderful collaboration between spirit, between the clients, you know, the people that were on the program and learning from it, from working with friends. And it was one of of those kind of high point periods where i want i want to do more of this collaborating stuff it's much more fun than doing it all on my own
1: mm-hmm. and i
0: think it's actually to be honest you know if it's a true collaboration it's much more effective than doing it all on our own you know even if you think of a bruce springsteen who's you know the boss he collaborates with presumably inspiration to get the ideas for his songs and then he collaborates with his band and with producers and with record companies with Concert promoters, you know, I think everything is so much more of a collaboration than most of us even realise. You know, even when we're self-made, it's it's a lie. To be honest, <laughs> we, we tell ourselves we're self-made, and it's crap. You know, we've had so many people influence us.
1: Mm. So, when assuming that there are going to be people who are listening to this who are afraid to ask for help <laughs> and are in that place where you were a few years ago, mm. um. What changed? I mean, obviously you, you were in touch with Chuck, Chuck Spezzano and you mm. heard what he had to say, but is there anything else that changed?
0: I think for me, um, I'm trying to find the, the language and the right words to, to use here. I think it was realising how defended I was. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I thought my defences kept me safe, but I think what I realised was my defences were actually keeping me lonely. Mm-hmm. and isolated and uh, so it's become a a conscious choice to choose appropriately to dismantle my defenses and to let down my defenses and one of the the influences on me you know one of my collaborations in a kind of funny way has been a book called a course in miracles mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of my spiritual path in many ways. I just find it a, a book of great comfort about how to undo fear and return to love. And, and one of the lessons in the Course in Miracles, it says, in, our, in my defenselessness does my safety lie. And I remember when I read that, it was like, oh, so the less defended I am, the safer I am. That, that's not how I was brought up. So I'm not saying I don't have defences. I still have defences. And just because somebody wants to collaborate, it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. So I'm still you know, navigating that. I'm still learning and I'm still um, you know, on that journey. But generally, my journey is to be less defended, more open and more honest about what I think and feel and need. And, and for me, even sometimes to even be aware of what I need. Um, you know, that's sometimes a journey for me. It's like, oh, you know, I don't even know what I need. I know I'm stuck or I know I've got a problem, but I don't even know what I need. So it's that increasing kind of emotional awareness, emotional intelligence, whatever you'd want to call it to to understand myself, my needs, uh, where I'm hurt, where I'm wounded. And for me, it's been a long journey and I'm still on that journey of realizing that I had defenses because I was feeling hurt and, and I was feeling pain. So the answer wasn't just to have defenses. The answer was to kind of let go of the pain bit by bit so I would no longer need the defences if that makes sense
1: Mm -hmm. and what strikes me in relation to that is it has to do with the idea of a king or a queen energy um one you know sort of archetypally imagine a king or a queen in their castle Mm. being strongly defended and yet and we're recording this on on the the occasion of the queen's 90th birthday Mm. um She's probably safer not in a castle. Um, sort mm. of in the Dutch bicycling monarchy is probably safer because they don't have those kind of def- uh, defenses.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, there's. I guess there are risks, you know, because you know. Yeah, there, there are crazy people in the world that want to do each other harm. So, yeah, you know, we're never going to be totally safe. Um, but generally, I find that the more I'm dismantling my defenses, the more I can I can feel engaged with life, um, connected to other people, part of things, you know. And, and for me, it has been, you know, a long ongoing journey of, uh, yeah, you know, kind of breaking my own walls of what have sometimes been isolation, um, which I, I put up. For good reasons, and and now I'm dismantling for equally good reasons. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But life for me, it just gets more fun and more juicy the more I let, you know, realize where I'm defended and let down my defenses. It gets more juicy and more fun and um, more enjoyable.
1: Mm -hmm. And then what happens to the picture? So, way back when we were talking about the producer having the big picture, having the vision and that kind of thing so the more you let down your defenses what happens to the picture
0: Good question um well as you asked that question this time what came to mind for me is that the big picture is about um you know i suppose my big picture of why we're here is we're here to undo fear and guilt and restore this world to love so that's the big picture Mm -hmm. and i think we do that by, by doing that in each of our own consciousnesses to start with. Um, so I suppose when I say I'm, I've always got further instructions and next chapters, it's like I know the big picture is about how do I help play my little bit in restoring this world to love? And then I'm kind of given my next chapter of what I'm being asked to do towards that bigger goal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. And having explored all of that, is there anything else that strikes you about how you collaborate that you haven't already mentioned?
0: Um. Yeah, I was just sort of scribbling down a few thoughts and one here was, you know, like one of my great inspirations has been uh, somebody called Patanjali, who was the founder of the Yoga Sutras, who wrote, uh, I think, about 2,300 years ago, he was alive. And, and I've been so inspired by a, a particular set of his words, a little quote that I came across about 30 years ago. And I'm, I'm just fascinated by the fact that, in a way, he and I are collaborating 23 centuries apart, you know, his words still speak to me so deeply, even though he wrote them 2300 years ago. part of me just goes, isn't that an incredible collaboration? So I, I just get fascinated by the impact that we can all have on each other that we're not even aware of, both at across time across place across history uh, that just fascinates me it's like mm. we just have no idea the impact that we're having on each other uh, and i'm also fascinated by things like prayer you know where you can pray for people and they get better and all sorts of stuff and they may not even know they're being prayed for mm. so you know like the unconscious levels of collaboration where we we all appear to be so interconnected that it's um i just find that fascinating
1: yes and the whole thing about reading. So what what was the guy's name? Patanjali's book. Yeah. um, Resonating down the centuries. Mm,
0: mm. And,
1: you know, he's he's been dead a long old time and playing that back and connecting it to what you were saying at the very beginning, where um, your books will influence people that you'll never know about. Mm, mm. And my books influence people that Mm. I will never know about. And, there are also influences that we don't know about at the time and then discover much, much later. Yeah. And it it is a really fascinating interconnected web. Mm. And if we treat all of that as being um, collaboration, um, to what extent can we have the big picture of collaboration when there's a lot of it that we really will never know?
0: No, and, uh, and I guess, you know, the word that comes to mind for me there is, you know, in a way we just simply have to have faith that mm. um, that if we're being given some kind of inspired invitation, instruction, whatever language you want to use and that we follow through, you know, hopefully we'll get some of the, the, we'll see some of the impact of it. But really, you know, we're just doing a divine job down here and it's not our job to know what the impact of that has been. It's just our job to, to have done it.
1: Mm. Oh, there's there's a lot to think about there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it could be a whole other conversation. (laughs) A whole other
1: conversation. And I don't want to open up another box because um, we are coming towards the end of our time. So if people want to hear more about the stuff you do, read more about you, um, find out about your thing, who should contact you and where can they find you?
0: i'm I'm happy to hear from pretty much anybody as long as you're not wanting to just moan and complain and tell me I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, the best way to get a hold of me is through my website, which is I am. Uh, nickwilliams.com, uh, nickwilliams.com was taken, so I to have I am Nick Williams, but it's also my kind of branding. Uh, or, and you can email me at nick at iamnickwilliams.com. And, yeah, I'm, um, you know, there's free stuff on my website. All my books are available there. Um, yeah, lots of free stuff. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I'm just happy to hear from pretty much everybody who I tend to work with if people are interested. Uh, I tend to work with people that are either in leadership positions or have chosen to be... You know, take up leadership in the world who are kind of pioneering into the next chapters of what they're doing, who, um, you know, my experience of pioneering myself for the last 30 years has been, you know, there's lots of challenges and and potential problems involved in pioneering. and, And I'm very aware of many of them. And I just love helping people kind of get through those challenges and problems and really show up in the world.
1: With all sorts of exciting consequences, no doubt.
0: Yeah. You know, I just think I, I, my belief is the world needs all of us to show up with our gifts more. And I'm just doing my bit uh, to help us all do that.
1: Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for being on, on the podcast. It's been lovely to talk to you.
0: Thank you and, for inviting uh, me. I've really enjoyed it.
1: No, who, who knows what will happen as a yeah. result of
0: it? Who knows what collaboration this might have uh, triggered in the world.
1: So thank you very much.
0: You've been listening to Collaboration Dynamics with Judy Rees. Ask your questions and leave your comments at judyrees.co.uk.